Ladies and gentlemen. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Esoteric Gladiator. I am your host, Jeremy Lipsy. And today, I'm joined by the Hush Hush Society podcast, Frank, Mike, and Dave. How you guys doing? Hey, how's it going? Thanks doing for having pretty us. Well. And uh, you want to tell uh, my listeners a little bit about Should yourselves? We, uh, mess everybody up. And I'm Mike. You'll be Dave. <laughs> yeah. We can okay. Then we'll switch names. Switch. Yeah. I almost messed with somebody once and told them that my name is like Paul. And they were like, well, why do you have Declassified Dave? And I'm like, got to keep it mysterious. Yeah. The darkest. So where are you guys located, if you if you don't mind? Uh, two-thirds of us are based out of Connecticut, and Dave is the lone wolf out in California. Oh, what part of California? The border. Oh, <laughs> right. You down in San Diego? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I was down in Carlsbad. Well, I want to say about 10 months ago. I think if I, I grew up in California, if I was ever going to, I won't, but if I was ever going to move back, it'd be San Diego. Yeah, that's a good, it's a good place. Carlsbad's yeah. a nice spot. Yeah. And you I enjoyed guys Carlsbad when I was out there. It's yeah, a fun little spot. Right on. So uh, how old are you guys? I'm I'm 22. I'm at the ripe age of 22. Oh uh, yeah, master number. Yeah. Master builder am, uh, number. He's ripe. How the fuck old am I? 38. <laughs> 38, right? Hey, you're not allowed to get be that old yet. I just turned 47, so if you're 38, you better remember that age. How about you, yeah. Dave? 35. 35. All right. Right on. And when was your guys's uh I'll just start asking you guys your name. Frank, when was your, your red pill moment? Red pill moment? I didn't really have or awakening a moment that flip. Conspiratorial-wise, it was probably, I couldn't tell you the name of the documentary, but I remember being in third or fourth grade watching a 9-11 documentary in the living room. I don't think I put it on. It was just on. 
and it was just kind of this expose of what 9-11 really was. That was probably it for the conspiracy, but I grew up watching Monster Quest and Factor Fake, all that Discovery Channel, History Channel, Ancient Aliens, so I was just kind of watching all of this stuff growing up, and that evolved into me just naturally being into conspiracy and cryptids and ufology and everything of that nature. Nice. And what about you, Mike? Uh, it's been a while. Uh, when I was younger, I had, uh, I have this uncle who would go off on these tangents, start talking about, uh, you know, obviously when 9-11 happened, I think that was a big awakening for people, but, you know, they talk about JFK and all the old time conspiracies and, um, <clears throat> you know, get, get a little drink in them and he'd start talking about Israel, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was kind of the uh, you know, he was the one that kicked in the door for me, really. And then from there it's just a slow interest and I think I really kind of kicked it into gear in my 20s and really started getting into it. Um and that obviously, uh, you know, as we go down the the road here, it, that led us to where we are now, <laughs> getting into a and podcast you about it. And you said that was your uncle? Yeah, yeah, you learn everything from your uncles. Yeah, yeah, the best, all the, the good best. shit. Yeah, all the best. Stuff. Smoking still... weed and eating ass. Thanks, uncle. <laughs> <laughs> he still, so what about... he still sends me bit shoot uh, links all the time. He's like, hey, oh, check nice. this out. This is wild. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dave? Uh, I'd say my dad is probably the real inspiration. I mean, he shoved alien movies and x-files down my throat as a very young age probably inappropriately too young of an age uh but after it's, it was really more about ufos that kind of got me into the whole conspiratorial realm so i was really only really only into that and alternative history for a big portion of my early 20s and throughout my 20s and really i don't know maybe about 10 years ago is really when I started to pay attention to things around me. Like Bronx said, 9-11 is one of them. Where paying attention to it as a 14-year-old when it happened, I wasn't really looking down that route. I was like, oh, wow, this is a horrible thing. But I wasn't looking down the, holy shit, everything about this is fucked up. And uh, so that's really when it started. And then uh, really, you know, Mike and I have spitballed ideas back and forth for years. And... Uh, now we have the show. Right on. I like the name Frank, man. I feel like I'm calling you out in Davos. This is the nephew of Klaus Schwab, Frank. Uh, sorry, dude. I like I'm, a, I'm a shit no, talker. No, no. I love to crack jokes and roast <laughs> and get roasted. and. It's all fun. It's all good, man. I, that That's actually a nickname that was given to me as a teenager. Uh, one of my friends was just all fucked up one day, and he was like, Frank, Fra Frank, Fra Frank, 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 <laughs> and then it just, like, stuck. Oh, that's a good one. It's a good American name. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so you guys live so far away, it's like, like uh, well, I mean, I know you, uh, Mike and Frank, you guys, do you guys live right near each other? Or? About a mile away. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you guys are kicking it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And Dave, how did you meet these guys? 
Uh, I met Mike how many years ago? Long time. Long, long time ago. Long time. Almost uh, 20 years. Yeah, almost almost 20 years ago. Uh, I met Mike at a band practice I was at with uh, oh, hell yeah. a mutual friend. And I did not know Mike at the time. And he's like, my, our, our buddy was like, yeah, I got some friends coming by the practice. They're going to hang out, kick, kick it, drink some beers. This dude walks in with a half-drank 30 rack of Bud Light and goes, Hi, I'm Mike. You want a beer? And that was it. That's how the I rest met him. The rest is history. <laughs> yeah. And he was in a screamo band at the time. and <laughs> Close. Close to it. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's it. You guys all, like, just were like, oh, we're going to start a podcast or – and is it all you th- – all three of you guys and do you guys have guests on? Do you guys just – or do you guys have, like, a format every week for your show uh, every – whenever you throw it on? Yeah. Uh, well, Dave, Dave used to be from Connecticut. Well, I mean, he is from Connecticut. Now he's residing in California. So we've always kind of had that um, – that friend connection up until he moved and i previously had a podcast not conspiracy related and um i you know i had a a co-host and he left and the show was just kind of crumbling um dave came on to the show a couple times and and guested with with me on it and eventually he was like hey why don't you know why don't we just start something we'll you know we'll get together and um kind of you know spitballed about topics what we wanted to do you know what the show was going to be about and i think we you know we both kind of had the aha moment of conspiracy sounds right and you know then later frank was you know brought into the mix and it became a, a trio um but we we tend to cover conspiracies you know it runs the gamut. We run, we cover conspiracies and cryptids and fringe science and cults and just a little bit of everything. It's kind of a grab bag, but we do uh, what are called debriefings and we break down. We go uh, deep dive into the subjects and at the end, kind of give our opinion on it and what we think about it. Um, and then, other than that, we have an interview series where we have different people on authors, TV personalities you know researchers whatever it may be and you know that's that's pretty much the breakdown of the show so uh i um i know a lot about cults i've been reading about well i started reading about satanic cults about 25 years ago and i read multiple books on it and i've just i've done a lot of research on that but um as far as like cryptids go I what was it? I forget the guy's name, which podcast it was, but he was talking about Dogman, and I don't know what it was about Dogman. Of all the fucking cryptids I ever heard about, that one like hit me really hard for some reason, and I could like see it in my eyes. I could like feel it. I was like, I thought of a was it Anubis, the Egyptian uh, dog mm-hmm. god? I thought about that. And um, I remember I, I dove down like a little cryptids rabbit hole for about three or four months just because the conspiracy things are so fucking, you know, it's just like it's 
I've been doing it. My aha moment was 9-11. I hated the government before that, but that was when I officially became a conspiracy theorist. So for two decades now, I've been in the trenches. I was, you know, dropping rainbow pills on people on MySpace 15 years ago when the whole internet wanted to argue with me. Um, so it's been this conglomeration of intense information for all these years. And um, what do you guys think about dogma? it's frightening it's scary do you think it's possible yeah it's it's weird because we talked we just had a conversation with somebody who's really into dog man and she we asked the possibility of like the correlation between werewolves and dog man and she kind of broke it down a little bit to where i think a werewolf would be frightening because they'd be a person and then all of a sudden they're you know woof woof yeah you know at you but dog man itself just being a non- changing yeah not like like anthropy yeah just like I mean, so they don't even need a moon that was the i think that was the thing mm -hmm. that really got me about dogman because a lot of the stories were during the daytime mm -hmm. can you imagine the... it makes yeah. it less human which makes it almost more scary because there's that extra added factor of just animalistic behavior that pure primal urge to just kill and hunt and stalk and that's 24 7 with dogman whereas you know werewolf it's been kind of taken over by hollywood and maybe desensitized to the idea a little bit but yeah dogman's dogman's a scary scary one and i definitely think it's a because we love dogs like too that. yeah yeah that too that that was the hard i was like oh my god i love dogs what you know, it makes you look at dogs and like. But then, if you like watch watch some videos about African wild dogs and how they eat the asshole out of a fucking wildebeest, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> then you're just like, oh shit, I forgot how these motherfuckers are predators. Yeah. Mm. Now Vicious. imagine them about the size of that kangaroo that that guy left hooked. Yeah. YouTube video. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, They're gonna eat the ass end out of you. Oh yeah. yeah. Seven <laughs> foot tall dog man. Yeah. It's pretty terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, so, Frank, what is what is like your favorite conspiracy? Favorite to think about would probably be simulation theory because it's just so easy to get lost in. Yes, that's my new one right there too. Oh, but I also, actually no, go for it. I was gonna say one more thing before we be, uh, before we quit. It was about the um, cryptids. I want because I'll I'll forget I'm ADD as fuck. Um, so uh, damn it! So I already there lost it. it. It's gone. There, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that easy. <laughs> it, um, fuck. It'll come back. Yeah, it'll come back. Interrupt one of us. When it comes back, be like, I got it. Woof, woof. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, simulation theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a fun one to think about. It's a fun one to get caught up in. It's also easy to lose yourself in, so you got to be conscious of that and be aware of that, or it could turn into a problem. Uh, that's probably my favorite overall. 
but recently I've I've been delving back into JFK a little bit in my free time because there's so much to be learned about that situation. Yeah, Lately, that's I've a good been one. Listening to a lot of shows talking about JFK. I remembered what it was. Do you guys believe that all or some of the cryptids are interdimensional? Oh yeah, yeah. We've yeah. We've, we've talked about that multiple times. Um. We've mentioned portals, how uh, we think that certain areas are hotbeds for portals, which also lines up with being hotbeds for certain cryptid sightings, mainly Mothman. Um, if you're looking at, like, high-impact areas, uh, TNT area of where Mothman would, would reside, um, certain places out in the woods, places in the mountains. So it's um, it's definitely something that we've talked about cryptids being some sort of interdimensional being as opposed to just being uh, an earthbound creature well and i think it's really interesting too like how you're saying the ley lines are um yeah the portals i i always associate that with like ley lines of the earth mm -hmm. which like you know they say as above so below i'm like thinking whatever because I don't know, man. I used to really be into aliens and stuff, and I think if aliens are real, they're local. They're a local phenomenon. They're interdimensional. I, uh, you know, I used to bash flat Earth for years, and at this point, I'm like more leaning towards that than I am whatever NASA tells me. But I think like whatever the luminaries are, like directly below those, are are the ley lines of the Earth, which is why you would see like the pyramid built in the shape of Orion's, uh, the pyramids built in the shape of Orion's belt or, or something like that. I don't know what your guys' take are on, on portals or where you think that they would uh, be located. What was that one out in California? Dave? The one in the... Uh, was it Shasta Mountain? Oh, yeah, Mount Shasta. Mount Shasta, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big one, but that's, that's more of a well-known one. Um, yeah, it's one of the 12 chakra points of the Earth. Yeah. Which, yeah, if, if you're looking at ast uh, astrology, it's, you know, 12 zodiac signs. Or yeah, could be, like, directly a under a constellation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, th uh, I remember a video. This guy had drawn uh, pretty much a line across this globe. Um, and he said, yeah, they all lay pretty much on the same line as all these pyramids, whether they were... In Egypt or South America or any of the pyramid-shaped things that they found throughout the world, that they all lay pretty much on the same latitude of the Earth. Okay. So I thought that was interesting. That is really interesting. Yeah, something that you know, I we do deep dives, but shit, <laughs> that's that's one of those things I would never take the time to look into to figure out. And, and what are, what as far as like cryptids like because we know ancient Egypt had them some of the Native American people had them I'm sure that they surfaced in like Rome or Greece or whatever but what other civilizations were really um, really like uh, talked about cryptids and I'm sorry I'm hammering the cryptid thing is I literally don't know if I've ever really talked about cryptids on my podcast in the last three years so I'm trying to take advantage yeah, no worries. Uh, other creatures, I'd say Mexico. Mexico's a big one. You know, if you're talking to like Chupacabra, Aztecs, Mayans, stuff yeah. like that. 
a lot of their ancient gods. A lot of a lot of any any kind of like animalistic. Oh yeah, Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, I would say are they're you know they're they're callbacks to cryptids really. So you could say that about any. Yeah, yeah. What was that? North America has quite a bit of. Oh yeah, Sasquatch. What what was our favorite? Our favorite of Duende. The Duende. Have you ever heard of the Duende? What's that? Uh, they're uh, they're like what? Like goblins. Little gnome, gnome goblin people. Okay. In Hawaii, they're called the Menahuni. Hmm. I lived in Hawaii for five years, so they would talk about the Menahuni there. There's a few different references to kind of dwarf or uh, miniature creatures, miniature people, goblins throughout a lot of different cultures. Uh, obviously, one of the main ones, leprechauns. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's yep. kind of like a an iteration of duendes. But duendes are interesting. They're they're like they're like little woods creatures, kind of right. I mean, because that's like, the best. They're way. mischievous. They're mischievous. Yeah, they're always yeah. up to something. They're they're stealing your things. They're out. They're out looking for your valuables. They're, they're stashing it under rocks out in the woods for yeah. no good reason. They're like they're monkeys in Bali. <laughs> yeah, the the I think the funniest one day because there's there's different there's different ones, um, but the funniest one was like uh, he he would hang out in trees. They would hang out in trees and they oh, would yeah. wait. They would wait for drunk people to walk by and they'd like whisper at him. And uh, you know, just just kind of like freaking drunk people out. Were they throwing sticks Classic. and rocks at them? Yeah, too? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Ewoks, <laughs> fucking around with drunk people walking home from the pub. There's this video of of this little Mexican village, and everything's in Spanish and there's no subtitles, so I can't tell you what they were saying, but I kind of got the gist. Um, this this little village was being absolutely harassed allegedly by one of these duendes and he was like a lone wolf sort of duende and this one elderly woman in the village was really really hurting over it like she was really messed up about this duende terrorizing this village that she'd live in her whole entire life uh she she maybe there was subtitles because i remember her saying that the duende was throwing rocks at her window while she was asleep and she wouldn't be able to sleep for days at a time because of it. She was just sobbing and sobbing like this duende has to go away. I'm fed up with this duende. And and what are what are like um what are each one of your guys' like favorite cryptid or myth mythological creature that you know about or st- you know what I mean like mm. Yeah, that is a tough one. There's a lot of different ones. I think that... uh, Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. As generic as it is, and the the answer to this question keeps changing for me, but tonight I'm going to say Bigfoot. And my only reasoning behind that is the amount of content there is that you can watch and read and consume about Bigfoot. I've watched so much Finding Bigfoot, as BS as I think that show is. The majority of it is is so ridiculously staged and faked. I, I, I can't seem to like stop watching it, even if it's just for entertainment. The fact that Bigfoot is involved, I don't know. It's just fun. It's That's like your you blue pill watching. show. Yeah, yeah. It's your way of blue pilling. 
<laughs> I lived in the Northwest for five years and uh, did a lot of hiking. I never saw uh, Bigfoot. I never uh, uh, even felt that. And I, but like if they're interdimensionals. I feel like there's like some type of like spiritual thing attached to them or something and I was always like ever since I was a little kid like I knew never to fuck with a Ouija board or do anything like that and I feel like I can't speak for other people but for myself I don't know if um, I had the, the type of energy to attract things like that to me if that makes sense. You also weren't going out in the woods trying to attract it like some of these researchers no. are. Yeah, totally. Or what about you, Dave? What are some of your favorite cryptids? I'm really on the Fresno Nightcrawler right now. What's that? I don't even know anything about that. Uh, it's like a, it's like a fluffy pillow shaped like a wishbone. <laughs> I don't know. It's that's really the only way to describe it. It's got two legs, and just a, a body. No arms. No torso, and there's supposed to be a video of it, uh, you know, strolling through Fresno. Supposed and what's the what's the mythos behind it? Like, what's it doing? Is it attacking people, or I, I don't think there's any attacks. I think it's just been caught on whatever it is, if it's a hoax or not. It's been caught on surveillance, and people allegedly have gotten, you know, video or snapped photos of it. But it just looks like a it's like a Pokemon, you know. <laughs> it's like a. It's. It looks like a. If you can imagine a pair of painters' pants. Okay. The, you know, like the white painters' pants. Yeah, totally. I used to be a painter. But they walk by themselves. <laughs> okay. <that's it. laughs> wow. That's the best description of of uh, the Nightcrawler. <laughs> what about you, Mike? What's some of your favorite cryptid action? Um. I really enjoy the Mongolian death worm just because of how ridiculous Never it is. heard about that either. Let's enlighten uh, me. Supposedly just a massive, massive worm that lives out in the middle of the desert and has, uh, if you can imagine, like, uh, Tremors. like dune Tremors. worms. That's yeah, what has yeah, a dune. Yeah, yeah, dune. yeah, I was thinking of, like, yeah, the, totally the Shia Lude of Dune. Um, yeah, but, but, like, really big. Um, not as big as, as those... Uh, think they're supposed to be like five feet or something just massive um but also i've been really into like the goblins in kentucky like the kentucky goblins uh who apparently like dwell within the cave system of kentucky uh there's been sightings people around there have seen them come up and they they kind of look they're they're goblin-esque but they have gray skin almost mm. um Reptilian, so yeah, you you know I would think so, um, but they're really small. They're like small, small in stature, probably two feet. Um, but there's been so many sightings of it. They had a they had a, a TV show about them, um, you know, some Di Discovery Channel or whatever show about them. But I think those are super interesting, especially with as many sightings as there has been around that Kentucky area, and. As we were talking about uh, the person that we just interviewed, uh, Jessie Doyle, she's uh, she's kind of a cryptid researcher, paranormal investigator. She uh, is around that area also, and you know she was talking about the the cave system in Kentucky and how it's kind of not even 
like barely explored. She said something like 3% of it has been explored. So we don't really know what's down there. We don't know what could be dwelling in the the depths of these dark-ass caves. Could be anything. Could be what, goblins. <laughs> so what I think, like, with these, these caves is, too, is um, I think they're the link goes back to the Anuna or the Anunnaki the watchers um, and um, rumor has it that they they can't handle the sunlight so they have to they're like albino they have to stay in the caves and um, I that's a that's a trip you're talking about simulation story there's a dude I don't know if you've heard of Jason Brashears but he talks about how they're related to the simulation and that's when it all started uh, 6,000 years ago uh, which is when the um, the global calendrical system started see you have people like Zachariah Sitchin, Graham Hancock and Billy Carson spreading fake news out there that it goes back hundreds of thousands of years which hey, it could but the um, the calendrical system globally only goes back about 6,000 years to, to like the dates and, and like um, I think you would really like Jason Brashears if you if you like simulation theory because his information is next level. But um, yeah, man, uh, do you think a lot of these cryptids hang out in these caves? <laughs> it's very possible. Yeah, it's very possible. There's so if you're legends. if you're yeah if you're going if you're going away from that whole like portal theory or uh, interdimensional being theory, yeah. I mean, it'll, it would only make sense that they live within a cave system. And cave systems are vast <clears throat> across the United States. Yes. Um, you know, there's there's obviously cave systems in other countries, too. But it's it's a vast thing, especially in the United States. And it spans the entire country. Um, and for something that's vastly, un, you know, unexplored, it's, it's a big possibility for me. What I wanted to ask Jesse, I don't know why I didn't while she was on. Why aren't people like flying some of those stunt drones down into those caves? They're very nimble. They're very agile. Oh. You can do you can do some crazy stuff with those stunt drones. They're wow. very precise. I don't so know if there would be interference with how deep you could go or how far you can go, but I know some of them go upwards of miles and miles away. But then like again, being rock. underground and surrounded yeah, rock. by rock there could be some interference. Hmm. Yeah. Well, well, like uh, the whole, you know, the, the caves and the tunnels thing too, um, you know, about like the Nazis and how they had advanced tunnel systems. And then I'm sure you guys have tied a lot of this stuff into the dumbs, the deep underground military bases and the disappearances that happen in the forests across um, the country and stuff like that. I would love to hear some of your guys's uh, opinions on all that stuff. Yeah, the missing four one one stuff that's coming in the future for us pretty soon. Uh, okay, we haven't fully gotten. Fully that's a fascinating and terrifying one. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially with the the national park system being kind yes. of like a a correlation with that, where that's where people are going missing. I mean, it would make sense. I think we've spoken about this before, the three of us, is that it would make sense that people would go missing in places more along the lines like that because they're in the middle of nowhere so it is 
but that could be an explanation. Or these cave systems. I think a lot another theory is that these people just wander into these caves and never come out, which that's such a strange thing to do. Hey guys, let's go in this. Yeah, that sounds cave. safe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know what I heard too, Frank. You'll appreciate this. Was that um, so? If we are in a simulation, it takes you know specific, you know, memory or. And I have my own theories about um, you know how I could prove that this might be a simulation because I didn't really believe in simulation theory till about five six months ago, and then I was like, okay, I'm open to it. Um, but uh, they were saying how in the forest. Um, it starts losing um, like RAM to stops like rendering. It stops rendering <laughs> exactly, and that's why the the simulation is just like, oh, this idiot's wandering right out into no man's land. Fuck it, I don't have the RAM for this. Let him just disappear. Yeah. Have yeah. you guys heard of that before? We spoke on something similar to that when we covered simulation theory. Is that it's kind of like if you were in a video game you know we when when you go into simulation theory you think about like quantum computing and the the need and the necessity for a massive computer system and a lot of power behind that probably the power of a star real realistically to power something that massive but on the other hand if uh you know to save that computing power like you said to render certain scenes at a time so if i'm not looking to the right then that part of the world is not rendered because i don't need mm -hmm. to see to the right if i'm looking to the left um you know or forward or backward whatever it may be um and then you know you look at other things like other countries or whatever you know maybe other countries don't really exist if you're within a simulation because location doesn't really matter because it's, it's not Australia. really there yeah, Australia not being real. Uh, Australia's real. I flew down there and got deported out of there. I'm, I'm sure. It, I'm sure it's real. <laughs> I was like, I'm never coming back to this fucking shit show. But did you really go to Australia? But yeah, did you? Uh, <laughs> I feel like I was there. The plane ride was like 18 hours. Everybody had a a good eye accent down there, mighty, and. Uh, <laughs> Another thing you're talking about rendering is kind of like the same thing well i don't even think we've even mentioned this before but i just thought of it is that like the mandela effect like or my boom red is not your red you know like it's <laughs> my red is not yeah like, like your red doesn't render the same color red as it might be a little bit more maroon you know uh or you know just like like the berenstein bears thing like in your uh -huh. simulation even though we're all a part of it, it's kind of like the sims where you have all the houses in the the community but when but you can't access any of those houses unless you actually click on that family and go in there but can they see and they can only interact when you're interacting at a certain point so if somebody sees the Berenstein Bears one way or the Fruit of the Loom logo one way is that okay, just because so in that in that in that that part of your simulation is the way that that rendered. So the fruit of a loom logo, that's one that really got me because when yeah. I I lived in Hawaii for about five years and I remember I was at a Ross in Kauai in this in Lahui, and um, I I bought fruit of a loom T-shirts and I remember distinctly grabbing those shirts, looking at that pack, and I was like, 
why the fuck did they change change the logo? I loved the cornucopia. I I remember eight years ago, seven and a half years ago, grabbing this pack of shirts and thinking, why did they change the logo? That's so stupid. And then I found out years later about Mandela effects. And I was like, I did think Mandela died in jail. And I do remember Berenstein, not Stain, and, and some of the other Mandela effects. Um, and they, they have, with simulation, they've tied it to that. But they also, um, in Islam, there's um, a group of uh, Muslims that have to memorize the Quran word for word because the jinn, the demons of uh, Islam, they can change physical reality, but they can't change your memory. So that's why they have to memorize the Quran. And I thought, wow, that's really crazy to, you know, how they applied that to, to simulation theory. Yeah, that's a pretty wild one. I haven't heard yeah. of that. And uh, I was yeah, like wondering. I've, I've heard that they've had to memorize it, but I, I've never heard it linked to that. Yeah, I forget where I heard that and I was wondering I wonder what other like spiritual and like if there's other you know societies that talk about you know um, uh, entities that can change physical reality because you know that is uh, would definitely make me lean towards a simulation thing too a lot more mm. that's an interesting take on it yeah, yeah I didn't thought about that just some sort of God or someone that they worship or have within their lore that is able to do that. Hmm. Well, who's running the simulation? Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. whole other thing. Yeah. Is it the reptilians? Could it be? Well, the whole, the whole thing with like the simulation thing for me too, is like just my own revelation that I had uh, about the simulation. And that was, um, thinking about how looking at ancient cities from Greece to Egypt to whatever, uh, even, you know, some of the Mesoamerican, you know, pyramid civilizations or, you know, the, the Tartarian civilizations. If you're looking down on these cities, it looks like a motherboard or a circuit board. And the same with modern day cities. Well, every ancient civilization to my knowledge, believed we were on a flat plane under a dome. Well, if that's true, I'm not saying it is. I lean towards that, but I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't have a fucking rocket ship or whatever. Um, but if there is a dome and the earth is a massive motherboard, is the dome a screen? And are we like this simulation between <laughs> this motherboard? I don't know. Oh, shit. But, but that deep. was my thought. Yeah. It's deep oh, in that one. <laughs> <laughs> the intertwinement of flat earth and sim theory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, it would I'm, go I'm a weird long, dude. It, it, it no, it's an interesting with, thing. Um, uh, it, it would go along with the computing power that we have, too, with how big cities are. They kind of mm -hmm. have grown with that computing power. Mm -hmm. Earth just yeah, would be a natural way people build cities. I mean, we're, you know, it's programmed. So my whole thing, like what I'm really good at is psychological warfare, satanic cults and cults in general and um, uh, natural law patterns in nature and how it ties to everything. And when I when I think about like simulation theory, you have you have the dream world, you have, you know, the hallucinogenic world, you have 
your own personal consciousness. We have a collective consciousness and we have actual consciousness, which would be God consciousness. And then we have virtual reality goggles and these other little, you know, things that are like somehow these alternate states of reality. And I'm just like, okay, there's like all these patterns. It is possible that we're in a fucking simulation. And, and I noticed in the last six months, I mean, I've been seeing 1111 for 16 years, but in the last six months, since I really started diving more into simulation theory, I've, it's constant double, triple and quadruple digits. Whenever I look at something, it could be on the clock. It could be on a video game. It could be when I look down at the timer on a podcast or GPS, it'll just be double, triple and quadruple digits all the time. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. This is like a numerical sequence. How do you feel about 3 a.m.? 3 a.m. I actually I do um, from time to time. I'll wake up and I'll do manifestation uh, meditations. I'll I'll do deep visual meditations. And I've done it twice in the last uh, two years. And within 12 hours, both times I did it. They happened within 12 hours. So if I visualized it, I don't over abuse things. So. I feel like that's another thing, reason why it happens, you know, like the car that I'm driving. I remember I was like, I wanted a Honda element for, for fucking like eight months. And I just, I was on this isolated part of the Olympic peninsula in Washington and they were hours away to go get one or they had high mileage or, and then I, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, I couldn't go to sleep. And I looked at the clock and it was like three thirty, and I was like, Oh shit, I'm going to meditate in three minutes, three thirty-three, I'm going to start meditating. And I did, and I visualized myself getting either a minivan or a Honda Element, woke up the next morning, drank my coffee, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go look at the used car lots or something and see. As soon as I got to the car lot, there's a freaking Honda Element waiting in. And I'm talking about months of looking for this thing. It's waiting in the lot. And it had low mileage, and it was an affordable price. And then a few days ago... I'm a tattoo artist by trade. I've, you know, I've traveled all over the planet tattooing. And I've just been in this limbo state the last 16 months. I, I needed a break. I needed, to, you know, I, I got I to clear. I, I get uh, creative blocks and shit. And so I've just been feeling uh, tense. And so the other morning I woke up, 3.33, sat down, started meditating. Within a few hours, I, uh, and I've been having problems with, uh, getting a tattoo license in Tennessee and I was just like I just was like visualizing I have it it's working out dude the state is a nightmare to deal with but I woke up that morning checked my email sure as shit they approved me and, and it was like looking like I wasn't gonna get it and I you know I got the license but I don't always I don't I feel like I just don't abuse that type of power so when I do it I get it I feel like that could totally be abused. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like Hollywood is openly abusing it in front of everybody. Mm. So what do you think yeah, the outcome is when when something like that's abused? What follows? I think, like, just, like, based off, like, um, I think a really important th um thing to do with you know that type of manifestation power is to not be greedy about it 
to actually like visualize good things happening for, you know, not only yourself, but your family, your friends, for the earth, uh, for nature. Um, uh, and, um, you know, being willing to, uh, to take the time to do, I always tell people like nature has a specific, um, degree of of positive and negative in it like and and nature can make you suffer but if you take your own suffering and or if you take suffering into your own hands whether through meditation because i don't want to meditate hot and cold therapy because i don't want to do that extreme exercises because i don't want to do that water fasting or fasting or you know dietary restrictions because i don't want to do any of that stuff you take some of the suffering into your own hands and now, um, now nature is not going to make you suffer because you're, you're dealing with the, the positive, negative polarities of consciousness or simulation or whatever. And then if you do, nature does make you suffer. Well, you've been, you know, uh, spiritually torturing yourself, you know, for years anyways. So it just doesn't affect you as hard. And when you make these offerings, my, um, I used to do native ceremonies. My dad's mom was was born on a reservation, and I got involved in like na uh, native ceremonies later in life. And one of my elders said, um, "The only true offering us pathetic humans have is our pain. We can give money all day, but we don't feel that. I mean, sure, we have to work for it." He's like, but nobody wants to give their pain, and that's why we sun dance. That's why we fast. That's why we do these things. It's us offering the only personal thing that we don't want to give to the Creator, and we're receiving those spiritual rewards back. To take on it. Yeah. Uh, the reason that I brought up the 3 a.m. thing, um, we had a, uh, we have been talking previously. I forget what the conversation originally was about. Um, oh, it was during a, an interview actually. Um, and for years now, I, I mean, it's been so long that I couldn't even tell you how long it's been. Um, every night, every single night doesn't matter the how long I've been asleep it doesn't matter when I go to bed it doesn't matter every single night I wake up at 3 a.m. witching hour yeah every single night it could be uh, it's either like a minute a minute before a minute after 3 a.m. exact every single night if I wake up it's usually around 3 a.m. at night is usually when I'll wake up if I wake up it, I, I'm reminded of, and it, it it's it's something that I've thought about before, and, and it kind of correlates with this whole simulation theory. So back in the 90s, there was this movie um, called Dark City. And uh, in, the, in the movie, what would happen is these, uh, these overseers or the, the controllers of the world would come in at a certain point in the night while everybody was asleep, and uh, they would change things about the world. Uh, to how they wanted it to be. Um, you know, they would kill a person off or move a building or create something or destroy something. And everybody was in this deep slumber, so nobody woke up. Um, so it, it, it kind of, like, makes me think of, like, 
3 a.m. is always like this big thing, especially in like es- esotericism, like the the number three. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they link it to yeah, they link it to yeah, the Trinity. They link Pyramid. it to uh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was apparently uh, crucified at three, uh, supposedly. He was know, also 33 years old when he died. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of like correlations to three. So I wonder how much of that, especially at night within that like three o'clock hour, like how much of the world is, you know, maybe injecting a new code into it, you know, Um, if if that is the hour, you know, where the most paranormal things happen or the most uh, magical things happen is, is the reasoning behind that is just a new source code being injected into the the simulation at that time. No. Yeah. Just, just my take on it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I brought up like the times, like seeing, you know, double, triple and quadruple digits and me seeing like a lot of times I see those things as just like a, it's like a source or creator just confirming synchronicity for me like, "Oh yeah, you're on the right path. You're on the right path. You're on the right path." I wonder how many people actually wake up, like at that time. It's it's obviously not everybody, so because mine's what was mine like? Mine was like two thirty three between like two thirty three and two forty three in the morning is the times that I usually wake up, and it's just a like it's like it's like a natural wake up. It's not you're being frightened by mm-hmm. something. There's no bangs. There's nothing that gets you up. It's just you're just like, mm-hmm. damn it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know? that's exactly how it is. Yeah. And I also wonder, at this point, like I said, it's been going on for so long, I wonder how much of it has just be- become, like, this, like, biological clock type of thing, mm-hmm. where, like, you know, those people, they wake up on time for work without an alarm clock just because their body is so used to waking up at that time. So I wonder how much of it, like, my body has just gotten used to being awake at 3 a.m., but it doesn't, it obviously doesn't explain the catalyst for it, what started it, um, but at this point, maybe my body is just so used to it. It's just like, just all right, it's time to wake up. <laughs> yeah. I also think like a lot of times, like if we like go back to like ancient man or whatever, we were probably falling asleep, you know, back in the day when we were running around barefoot and buck naked in the jungle, we were probably falling asleep between like 830 and 10 at night. So the natural circadian rhythm was probably like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. We'd wake up and go fishing or hunting or I don't know. Yeah, that's that. That makes Something a lot of primal. sense because you know when you at night, you know before we had cities, you know that's when all the predators were out or whatever and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you would definitely congregate around the fire or get back in your your whatever habitation you had and we generally i believe our our rhythm is actually supposed to wake us up before the sun goes up we're supposed to be getting up and going and i think it's i don't quote me but i think it's healthier for most people to be getting up an hour maybe an hour and a half before the sun gets up because you get that instead of you being you know awake 10 a.m you're like oh i'm awake now the sun's blasting me in the face you get to see that beginning of the new day you know and i think that really energetically maybe not like in physical particles but you know it might energize the person to getting going for the rest of that day at least for me. what is 
When is your guys' birthdays? <laughs> I'm in May. May what? Eighth. Taurus. Same Taurus. Yeah. Are you Taurus? Oh, you're Le- oh, uh, you guys are all ruled by Venus. Is it Libra and Taurus are their planet is Venus. Beautiful planet. <laughs> what's yeah, I never what's really uh, I never really thought too much about uh, my zodiac sign, mostly because every time that I would look into it, it'd be like, "Oh, you're this type of person. This is what you're all about." And nine times out of ten, it's like, mm, "That's not me." That's I, not me. It's it's weird because sometimes, and and I don't know if it's who you surround yourself with or or what you're drawn to. But as with these guys, these guys are Tauruses. My friend group, you know, who I've always kind of surrounded myself with, even from like a young age, have been like Aries or Taurus. It's always within that that span um, of people. So I think maybe my personality more goes towards that Aries sign, more towards that. Um, I don't know. Just Aries is really the Aries is the Aries is the polar opposite of Libra. And another thing with astrology is, I always tell people I don't think that astrology has anything to do with the stars anymore. It might have a little bit to do with that because there is some type of symbiotic connection between this what I believe is the stars and the ley lines of the Earth. But I think astrology has more to do with the seasons of the Earth and the magnetics of the Earth as opposed to you know cosmic bodies or whatever. Um, but you have to look at like the the makeup of someone's chart. Sure, everybody can have ranging traits of their sign, but there's a lot of people that are totally, you know, violate Libra or Aries. They're just totally different. And if you did like a breakdown of their, you know, their their chart, which is a conglomeration of like 14 different, you know, signs in different houses and it it, it gives you a lot more thorough breakdown. Didn't they just change the dates like two or three years ago of the zodiac signs? Like change the dates s- of where you fall under. They try. yeah they 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 do that stuff uh, every once in a while. And what I think they they do these things for is how they do leap year and daylight savings. This is I believe personally, it's all um, an attempt to throw us off of our natural timing and circadian rhythms and to disconnect us from this biological external clock that we're under and um i mean when they said that there was 13 zodiac signs i was like okay that's possible because there's 13 full moons in every year so every 28 days there's another full moon or a new moon and so if with each sign it's like okay the sun is in you know aries so the moon is in libra and so i was like okay well if there's 13 lunar cycles every year it's possible that there's 13 zodiac signs i I don't know it would make sense but even that i haven't done a lot of research in we found out today that there's no 13th floor in hotels (laughs) well they okay so they say 13 is an unlucky number you know why they say that because there was 12 apostles and a messiah and these satanic motherfuckers don't like the number 13 they tell you number seven's lucky. 
Well, that's impossible because seven's a spiritual number, which means it has nothing to do with the physical. So if they're pushing lucky number seven all over Vegas, people are more likely to choose seven. And they're going to fail because seven's a spiritual number. So you're not going to get the physical rewards. Eight is a physical number. It's a monetary number. So like 777 in Vegas and stuff. It's really once you really get into like numerology and, and things like that, you start to see like the, the weird shit with like these occultists that, you know, they throw shit all over like 911 and why they use 11 or nine as well, because nine is the most uh, versatile and flexible number in mathematics. And 11 is um, the master of intuition. You're 22, Franck. That's the master builder number. And 33 is the master teacher number. Like how I said earlier, Christ died at 33. And there's also 33 vertebrae from the root chakra up to the crown where you would rise to Christ consciousness if you took that path up your central nervous system to enlightenment. Yeah, that brings up that... Uh, that I can't remember the video right now, but... Um, where they had talked about the possibility of Christ not being an actual person, but a representation of the spinal column um, up to the mm -hmm. pineal gland and, you know, all that. So, uh, like you're saying about the crown, and it's, it's, a, it's a wild video. It was like 20 minutes long. I couldn't recite it. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's some, you know, like the sacral, the sacrum and um, different parts of the spine. Very interesting mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, numerology and gematria, like stuff like that, we we haven't really gotten into. I mean, we're we know little bits about it just from mm -hmm. other podcasters that we've interacted with that are into it. Um, it's not something that we've really dove into too much. Um, it could be overwhelming the gematria side, especially. I I haven't gotten too deep into that, but numerology, I fuck with that. We'll get yeah, there. I feel like I feel like numerology is a little easier. <coughs> or, uh, <coughs> maybe maybe that's not the right word, but you know, there's only so many numbers. You know, you can you can look at it and and break down those individual numbers. But with gematria, it's like, well, you know, this number could mean this, and this letter could mean. It's just uh, it's, gematria it's is fascinating, though. When you when you start watching, when you start to to pick up on it a little bit, you're like. Oh, fuck. But me, I'm just like, I'm staying away from it because I don't want to get lost in it. But the things that I have seen of it, I'm like, okay, well, this makes sense, but I'm going to stay away. Yeah. There's I want to hear more about cryptids and shit. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the blue pill of conspiracies, man. I, I feel like, you know, would, have you guys, do you guys know anything about mermaids or anything like that? We haven't done an episode yet on mermaids or sirens or aquatic we were going to we were we going had, to we had one set up with a, another podcaster because yeah. we used to do um we used to do another segment where, where we would uh talk cryptids and it was kind of um uh campfire pr 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 yeah production wise it was it was played off like a campfire um, nice you know, with like a, a background track of, of a fire sound and we would talk about cryptids and, uh, we always invited other podcasters to come talk to us about it. We haven't done one in a while, uh, since early last year, 
but uh, we were supposed to have another podcaster on, and she was supposed to come talk to us, uh, and we were going to do mermaids. So uh, we were waiting on that, so we haven't really dove into it too much. But mermaids I'm are crazy. It's wild, wild lore with mermaids. That That's why, like, I think, like, like if there's aliens, they're in caves or they're in the water, they're in the ocean. That's my 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 personal opinion. Um, I'm from Los Angeles, blood. I don't fuck with no cryptids. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are the least explored areas of our planet, so it would only make sense whatever mystical creatures <coughs> that exist that we haven't confirmed yet reside in either cave system. Or Antarctica as well. Or Antarctica, underneath Antarctica. We all know there's Nazis in Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. they're a whole cryptid. New Schwabenland. New Schwabenland, exactly. Thank you, Klaus Schwab. Uh, yeah. They're all flying around in bells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've gone, uh, I got really deep into like the millennial reign of Christ and Tartaria and the bells. And um, I always have weird revelations. And I thought about the Liberty Bell. In Philadelphia and knowing what I know because I've traveled all over the country and I've taken pictures of churches and all these things with towers and shit and um, I think that when I seen those photos of these like massive bell graveyards you know I'm talking about where there's like a hundred bells it looks like a junkyard full of bells and there's black and white pictures of these gigantic bells like six ten twelve foot bells and there's like hundreds of them and they're black and white pictures, but then uh, that Liberty Bell in um, Philadelphia, how it has the crack in it. And you guys know about the World's Fairs? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I think before the World's Fairs, there was bells everywhere, and they were keeping the vibration. The Liberty Bell, because it's you know the city of brotherly love, it's one of the older cities, well, to our knowledge, the older cities in the United States, I think that was the symbol to show the people that were aware that they cracked the vibration. They got your bells. It's random tidbit of weirdness to throw out there. Is that why we uh, use the term get your bell rung? (laughs) I mean, we, that's, you know, that's used in boxing and kickboxing and I always wondered about bells, and and you mentioned a bell graveyard, but it brought up the thought of bells in graveyards. What is the purpose of bells in graveyards? So that if you accidentally got buried alive, they would actually put no, a string. I'm not. Yeah. Ta- I'm not talking. Ab- I'm not talking about that. I'm talking <coughs> like actual, like big bells as as part of like monuments. Oh. In inside of graveyards. I, t- I think, too, like, like I believe that back in the day, like in these towers and these old buildings, like a lo- I think that there's, there's not as many as there once was, and you can see them in the older black and gray pictures, is um, these towers were, were like sound tubes for the bells to shoot down, and then the mandala-shaped windows, the, the vibration would shoot out that window, and it would fractalize our blood or, you know, whatever. And um, 
and just keep a, a, a vibration, a steady vibration, you know, for nature. And I would think that um, in a graveyard that they would want to keep the vibration high as well because they wouldn't want to have like um, evil spirits or, or anything like in the in their graveyard. Have you guys ever heard about like that? Um, this you guys will probably like this. Um, I had heard this thing. I don't even remember. It was like I woke up in the middle middle of the night and sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll just throw on a random podcast so I could fall back asleep and I was like falling asleep and they were talking about how vampires back in the day like a thousand years ago a lot of times they would bury people in a coffin with a sickle over their necks because they believed that they would rise from the dead and it would cut their necks off have you guys ever heard about that oh yeah 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 we did a vampire episode back in October and uh, oh let's hear it that was part of it. They uh, they yeah, they were burying people with sickles. There'd be uh, they'd put like iron grates over people, and then one of the more fascinating practices with vampires that people would do in some of these small European villages is that they would exhume the body after a couple days or a couple weeks, and just to make sure it was dead, and then like yeah, reese. <laughs> Restab it or cut or dismember the body completely, <clears throat> so it couldn't reanimate. What are your guys' opinions on vampires? What what is? Because I think all of this stuff was <sighs> knowing what I know about simulation and manifestation. I think that if it's out there, it's real. Usually, when it comes to blood sucking vampires. I don't really know. I think that might just be some lore fork folk tale that sort of evolved throughout the centuries and was used as, you know, bedtime night terror sort of story. Stay in the house where the vampires will get you. But in our dive into the subject of vampires, we brought up energy vampires or vampires mm-hmm. that don't you know they, they don't want your adrenochrome they don't want your blood they want your energy sort of like when you when you walk Loosh. into a room loosh yeah I, yep. I think i said that yep. you walk into a room and there's somebody there and they just drain the life out of you mm-hmm. and somehow maybe it empowers them I, i'm not <clears throat> sure i think that's a real thing oh absolutely yeah yeah, or psychic vampires. Yeah, psychic vampires. That, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that's more likely, like like Frank said, than uh, an actual blood-sucking person. A lot of the, the lore comes from, you know, <coughs> obviously Vlad the Impaler, you know, mm-hmm. the that whole story. Count Dracula. Those guys were like literal vampires, though, weren't they? They mean the royal family. <clears throat> Elizabeth Bathory and all them. Elizabeth Bathory, uh, she's interesting. I don't think she ever consumed the blood, but she would bathe in their blood. And I think mm. that there is so much uh, lore, especially with with people like that, but also coupled with the power of blood and how it was kind of, you know, especially back in the time in those times seen as as like this life-giving thing and this you know it 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 is the energy of 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 the life force of Mm -hmm. human beings so uh, i think that coupled with with a lot of stories and and 
you know, like you said, just, just kind of folklore that evolved over time just made it, you know, it's, it's a, it's one thing to say, okay, this person is going to, you know, capture you and slit your throat and bathe in your blood. It's a whole nother thing to say, well, this person can go invisible and they can fly after you and they can turn into a bat and they could come into your room while you're sleeping and they could bite you and now you're going to become the undead. Um, you know, it's like the evolution of, of zombie lore and any, any real, uh, you know, monster story, you know, mm. I, I think all just is, is an evolution. It's a huge decades, centuries long story, uh, you know, a game of telephone, mm-hmm. realistically. What was the medical ailment that we had found out that could have been associated with people that they were burying, burying that they thought were vampires? Oh, uh, uh, iron deficiency? It was like on the extreme end of that, so they yeah. would have. Uh, I forget the name of that. There, there would be like a vitamin D uh, allergy, so sun would actually burn their mm-hmm. skin. Mm. Um, yeah, they were they <coughs> had some some sort of silver allergy, so it was it was a lot of different actual medical things that were rolled into this monster story, which I had heard. The royal family um, had, I forget that the ailment, which is what you're talking about, Dave, was the royal family did have some strange thing. And then, you know, you got, what's that guy's name? Prince Charles bragging about being related to Vlad the Impaler. Mm -hmm. And they were related to Elizabeth Bathory. They're hanging out with Jimmy Savile. And, you know, all these weirdos, they all got like really sharp fucking you know, reptilian teeth and shit. Look like they'll eat you from the ass first, like African <laughs> wild dogs. Full yeah, circle. Rep- Full circle. Yeah, they, <laughs> the, the royal family is a trippy unit, man. <clears throat> Even a lot of the, the popes have those kind of teeth, too. Yeah, yeah. that's scary smiles. Uh, it was called porphyria, which is a blood disorder. That's the one that we were talking about. Yeah, the disorder of the blood. Yeah. So, d- okay, what do you do? You guys, what do you guys do? Do you guys all have different jobs or different side hustles outside of the conspiracy world, or is this this all day er day? I reside in a concrete prison. Yes, for eight <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, I work in manufacturing. I'm pretty much a robot. I'm a human robot. That's about okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> or an actual robot. Or an actual robot. Could be. My skin is uncomfortable on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's I work not much, in, uh, but it's an honest job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> beep, boop, beep, boop. Um, I work in IT for an insurance company. Also okay. a prison. Very fun. Yeah, yeah, super prison. Different kind of prison. Okay. <laughs> I'm currently fun employed. This is my this is my jam right now. Nice. Every day I eat, sleep and breathe. Mike and Flack. It was wow. interesting. Honest. I I I wanted to bring it up, Dave, when you said that it's it's good for people to wake up before the sun comes up because they get to experience that sunrise and the start to the new day. <laughs> and while you were saying that, 
that actually had a huge impact on me because while you were saying that, I just recently switched to first shift. I was working 3 to 11 p.m. So my entire time at work, we've got these little slit windows almost near the ceiling. So you can like just barely see outside while you're in there. And my entire shift while I was on second, there was no sunlight. Like it was just dark all the time. Even if I wanted to go outside like for a smoke break or something, it's dark out there. Um, but now on first shift at about at around 1030 every day, 1030, 11 o'clock, the sun hits just right so that it's it's beaming straight through those windows, like right where I'm at. And it's a great feeling. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's awesome. It makes my my prison sentence that much better for about 45 minutes. It brightens your day. Yeah. Get to the go sun out in the yard later. <laughs> the sun just started coming out here in Arizona and like I'm solar powered. So. You know, I, when I lived in Washington, I mean, it's rainy 70% of the year, 75% of the year. So it's gray or overcast or rainy. And I remember, like, leaving and being like, oh, I'll never fucking live in a place that gray again. There's no way. And then this winter, it's been kind of a longer one, more, you know, lots of gray and rain. And, and then the sun came out a few days ago and my whole it's like an attitude adjustment so the sun is very that's a crucial source for certain people and some people i got friends that love the gray hmm. yeah those people are strange sub umbra florio in darkness i flourish <laughs> those people are actually vampires then right so <laughs> <coughs> It's weird because I feel like, uh, you know, I feel the extremes of both ends of it. Like, I would mm. love, I used to live in California. I loved living in California. It was amazing. I mean, of course, you wake up, you know what the weather is going to be <laughs> 99% of the time. Mm -hmm. um, but on the other end of it, like, I, like, you know, you're talking about Washington. I, I've been to Washington, and every time that I've been to Washington or, you know, experienced any part of it, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I could live here, right? I would love to live it's here. Beautiful. So, <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It's beautiful. It is. It, it, and, and I think that's beautiful. the part of it where I look at it and I go, oh, I could, I could put up with the weather as long as I got to see mountains and trees and shit. I mean, you got to do that. Massively that's flat. So. Yeah, oh, really? Here. Oh yeah. Uh, I've never been here. to Connecticut. I, I recently made it over to North Carolina and I was thinking about going to do uh, an in-person podcast with the New York Patriot, yeah. I think in New Jersey, but we wound up not being able to make that happen. But that was my first time ever going to the East Coast. And um, I remember thinking, like, God, I, I just want to go up the whole East Coast. And I, I just couldn't make that happen for whatever reason. But out of the 28 states that I traveled to in the last 16 months, I feel like Tennessee was by far my favorite. I've also heard there's a lot of cryptid activity out there in Tennessee. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Appalachia is a interesting area. Yeah. What I What are some of the cryptids? The system. Okay. What yeah. What are some of the cryptids that are residing in that area outside of Dogman? And because I know there's a Dogman story I heard about Tennessee. Yeah, there's definitely a few Dogman stories out there, and uh, like you're not too far from. West Virginia, where the Mothman stories originate. I don't know much about Mothman. Mothman's, I think that's one of our favorite ones. I think we, we really enjoy Mothman. 
Harbinger. Enlighten me, please. Go ahead, David. Uh, Mothman, well, like Mike just said, is the harbinger, uh, known as like a harbinger of doom, because when it was first talked about and seen, uh, it was in a place called Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and it was seen, and a couple days later, a bridge collapsed, I believe, and a a few people died, and Mm. uh, I don't, what was the other uh, occurrence that happened that they really made that known, other than the bridge, but I know that there's... Uh, a few where you generally, if you see it within the next couple of days, something bad's going to happen. Might not be directly to you, but it's a it's your, it's an interesting creature. It's supposed to be what six seven feet tall around that around that big red eyes, uh, arms, legs, and giant wings. And a lot of the stories that we did read where it actually will swoop down and attack somebody's car or you know really and and on top of it with the the paranormal aspect with it is that it usually happens in areas where you may see a ufo sighting in a similar similar time frame i've seen ufos a few times but i've always like over the years i've been like less likely to believe that they are um, connected to alien life forms or uh, anything like that and more believing that they were like developed by the Nazis or you know something like that. I think feel like they're more connected to humans because like my friends like well I believe in aliens or this and that I was like okay well we got cameras on every fucking street corner in America where's the video of the aliens mm. I can show you videos of UFOs all day, but there's no videos of, or any, unless you guys have seen it, authentic looking videos of aliens, because I haven't seen any. Not really any good ones. I mean, like, just yeah. those little little cryptid people that you see on videos would be like the closest that you would be able to correlate with, with something like that. I don't I think don't know, anybody's... The, the the John Reed pictures, Dave. Oh, the, the John, John Reed. Reed you ever heard of John Reed? Uh, maybe I don't know. I forget a lot of the things that I he hear was about. He was a not a real doctor. Uh, he called himself a doctor uh, up in the Pacific Northwest. I believe it was was it Washington or Oregon? I think it was Oregon. Um, mm. and yeah. he was walking his dog in the woods, and he supposedly came across a black diamond looking hovering craft and an alien wearing a uh, skin tight black tracksuit <laughs> and uh he aliens in bondage yep yeah yeah and he uh hoofed a log at it and knocked this thing out and supposedly dragged it to his house filmed it did an autopsy on it and then claimed after that that a bunch of white fans showed up and took it and then there's another story where he changed where it got away. And he said that he's had friends that have been killed or have been attempted to be killed in the, you know, people that he knows. It was a very strange one. It was one of a Patreon episodes that we did. And uh, it was interesting. But the alien supposedly uh, turned his dog to dust. And then he's got another account where he says the alien took the dog and ripped it in half. So his stories are very all over the place. Mm-hmm. But... The the video footage and the photos that he has is 
it could either be a real alien or it's a paper mache dummy because it, mm. <laughs> it looked it, it was it was strange it was very strange it had red eyes it was moaning ouch you know like <laughs> et you know <laughs> and uh but it was very 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 fragmented footage and could have been entirely staged but he just waltzed up to this thing and it's uh it's the alien stuff is crazy because i want to believe that it's i want to believe that the ufo stuff is alien on one hand because i'm like oh that's, that's that's crazy it's cool it's also frightening in the same aspect but if it is just us is it really us from this my thoughts go more along the lines now is it us from this time period or is it us from somewhere else some other time some other dimension or even just some other part of the earth inside underwater that's uh, right yeah interdimensionals yeah and <clears throat> if if it is people that that was the one thing like you you just asked like have you ever seen any videos of aliens like physical flesh and blood you know aliens not as much as you'd see ufos because we're we're filming that so if they are alien why are they letting us see their tech and not them it doesn't make really any sense mm-hmm. and like when you look at like it's like i mean i guess if you're an alien you might want to come down to um to this planet to watch a bunch of freaking monkeys with cell phones you know doing the most outlandish stupid shit ever it's like probably the most fascinating reality tv shows for aliens if they're like watching us like did you, these motherfuckers are down there cutting their dicks off now they're trying <laughs> to f force their children to do it like you know what i mean they, they're handing out free fucking crack pipes now <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like it's like the most fascinating reality TV show. Like, so I could see like an alien from that perspective, or but I could also like it's like if you're an alien, you'd just be like, dude, get the fuck. You do not want to get infected by these fucking lower life forms. Get the away. fuck out of here. Get a, yeah. stay away, right? Um, have you guys heard of um, the guys that? They had no heads, but they had a face on their chest. <laughs> no. Have you like seen those? It's, there's like, wild. A, a, there's like ancient, there's like ancient drawings of these guys. So it's a human body, no head, and their whole torso is like a big face. But there's like drawings from all over the planet from like hundreds or thousands of years ago. I forget what the hell they're called. Wow. No, I hadn't heard of. I that. was like, these guys That's gotta know about them. Sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> Now What's I the one with know. the the with the with the kickboxer one is just a a, a lump <laughs> with arms. <laughs> oh, but with with the UFO and alien phenomena, that that's kind of why I like the theory that these UAPs or UFOs or wh whatever you choose to call them might be drones of some sort. Maybe that's mm. why we haven't seen any physical aliens or any. That's a good know, point. I never thought about men. that. Think about what we do to just the planets in our solar system. We know those places aren't habitable, but we're still intrigued to know about their surface and their atmosphere and what those planets are made up of. So what do we do? We, we send probes. We send drones to collect that data that we can't physically go and get. Now, if you extend that by light years, galaxies away, they're not going to send their own physical 
beings or people to this place that they're not even sure is habitable or not. And then they finally send their drones or probes here and they, they see that it's so entertaining to just watch the civilization of monkeys do crazy shit. And there's been tons of shows that actually do like parodies about something like that. It reminds me of an episode of South Park. The boys get abducted and beamed up into the spaceship that's sitting in between the moon and the earth. And they are just watching earth. They've got cameras on all these little satellites and they're beaming out the earth program to the rest of the galaxy. And everybody can tune in and watch this crazy shit unfold. Yeah. Earth is like the Jersey shores of the galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's probably what we would be considered. Right. We're too destructive. Yeah. Here's a a thought, uh, just a thought exercise for you. All the UFOs, UAPs, they're man-made. They're, That's they're what I from, think. They're from other countries. They're from our own country. They're diversions. They're Total hoaxes. Mm-hmm. But if you want to talk about like Tic Tac videos, or you want to talk about you know the the Nemitz videos, or, or or any of the videos where they defy these movements of physics, what if they're not actually moving? What if it's just some sort of tech that scrambles whatever FLIR system they have or whatever camera system is on those ships or on those those jets or those planes to make it look like this is just zooming away or scrambling that that camera system mm-hmm. when in fact they're just moving at a normal pace. That those weapon systems are not designed to see things like that. They're designed to shoot down MiGs and other fighter jets, you know. So Yeah. So I mean, well, is it is it is it more viable to say that is a, a a ship or a craft from another world, or you know, is it more feasible that some other country has some advanced tech that can fuck with communication systems on a ship or on a plane? It's clearly not China taking hot air balloons across the country. <laughs> oh my god, that is like. Like, like I had it. Like my stepdad woke up and said, "You believe this shit, China?" And I was like, "Dude," I was like, "Just so you know, this is another diversion tactic. This is some Hollywood theater bullshit." I was like, "They already got TikTok and they own half the real estate in the country. You think they got to send a fucking air balloon up to spy on us? Come on, man, think." And he's like, and he's just like, he got more calm. It's like. Um, what was it? I heard this comedian recently, and she was like, she's like, I used to be all into aliens. Then I heard that bitch Hillary Clinton say that they're real, and I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> what is it? These motherfuckers are demons. That's why they're all into anal probes and shit. And I was just like, exactly. Once you start hearing, it's like when you like look at like the government, they're just like, oh, it's just, it's, we had an a- UFO crash with aliens. Uh, no, wait, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. We're going to tell you. We're going to disclose. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. And then I'm just like, I'm thinking, I'm like, no, this is a psych. This is psychological warfare. There is no fucking aliens. Uh, If there's anything, there's interdimensionals. These fuckers are getting us thinking about, oh, aliens are going to tell us about it. And it's just a distraction to keep us from, you know, the laws they're passing or the fake wars they're setting up, pretending they. You know, that they hate Russia or whatever. Meanwhile, they're pig-roasting kids together in Davos. And, 
You know, it's... Or to divert us from Biden releasing a 9-11 perpetrator from Gitmo while that balloon was in the air. Mm. Yeah. So, you... Okay, so you guys do a lot of stuff on cryptids and things like that, right? What are your, like... Do you have, like, guilty pleasure conspiracies or, or any conspiracies that you're embarrassed of that you like to look into? Guilty pleasure, yeah. Flatter. That's me, for sure. It's, me it's, too. And I was embarrassed about it for a long time, and then I, now I'm just like I'm owning it. I'm, I'm, I don't buy it, but it's a guilty pleasure to look into. You know, it's it's. I've done a lot of research for the last like six months on it because we've had a, an episode and we're doing a project <clears> with some other podcasts with that. Took me a year and a half. Oh uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's ever gonna get me. I really don't, but it's it's a fun one to talk about because there's a lot of fun. smart people that that do make valid points in certain things, and especially the NASA shit. That's mm-hmm. you know that's probably the biggest biggest one. And then like last night I'm outside smoking a joint and I'm like the moon's really bright. Is it illuminating itself? And I'm like no 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 don't 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 <laughs> don't, don't 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 get down that hole. <laughs> put out put out the weed put out the weed <laughs> and walk inside because. I was like, that's a that was a dangerous thought, and I caught myself. <laughs> it's already there, Dave. You just gotta let it happen. Damn it! Yeah, just roll with it, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I have a guilty pleasure theory, to be honest. Hmm. Well, outside of cryptids, what are some of your favorite conspiracies to like dive down? All snakes are gay. The frogs. We're making the frogs gay. Dude, that that's actually funny you say that. I could not get my snakes to mate when I had the when I had the two ball pythons, the pastels. Uh, I, I think those are the sweetest them. snakes. Were yours really sweet? Yeah. Uh, actually, no. I I got those two as adults. At that point, I probably had nine snakes and four lizards and a scorpion. I was essentially hoarding reptiles. I was planning on breeding ball pythons. Um. But all of the ones that I was getting at these expos and shows and through trading networks of ball pythons, uh, they were all relatively young. They were small. They weren't ready to be bred. So I ended up trading a decently valuable ball python for two adult pastels that were male and female from this dude out in New Haven. And I drive out into the hood, and we make our little snake drug deal. And I got these two huge, you know, five-foot-long ball pythons in my car. And I get them home, and they were – the male was nasty. The male was nasty. He was mean. But the majority of them, yes, they're they're pretty sweet. (laughs) Think about the sounds that snakes make. So you you're diving down the snakes or gay conspiracies now, huh? Just 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 listen to their sound. Yeah, I don't I don't have a uh, a guilty one. I don't have like a guilty pleasure conspiracy. I think it's just um I don't know. Clone clones are pretty fun. That's a good one. 
Yeah, uh, we just did clones. I thought that was pretty interesting, especially when. Could you, you tell us like, a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we took a look at clones uh, in pop culture, so singers, actors, whatever, um, and also within like uh, the government. And I personally, you know, you you think about the history of like of cloning. You know, we all think about Dolly, the the sheep that they cloned way back in the day, and uh, work that they were doing with stem cell research and just uh, in vitro fertilization type of stuff and uh, the ability to to grow a human has become more feasible as time goes on um, but I think the the one moment in that research and in that that episode that kind of hit me and I was like holy shit maybe it is possible is not only the fact that there's an entire company that is dedicated to cloning a human is that CRISPR no, no. So, so CRISPR is the technology in which to uh, edit the sequence of DNA. But the okay. company uh, is called CloneAid. Very oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they, they their whole business model is based around cloning humans. Um, but it, I think the, the one click, click moment, you know, that, that it just kind of all came together and I was like, wow, maybe it is fucking feasible, is... Um, you know the price. Supposedly, mm. the price to clone a human is around thirty dollars. Yeah, thirty-three. Yeah. Was it thirty? Was it thirty-three dollars or thirty-four dollars? Of course, it it's thirty-three dollars. Probably thirty-three. Mm. Yeah. The ma- magic Masonic number. Yeah, yeah, around thirty bucks to to clone a human being. Now, I don't know. You know, like how do you how do you build an entire company off of something that may just be bullshit? Uh, I mean, there's, I guess there's plenty of companies that do it. But, um, you know, looking further into it, you know, some, some, some clone theories are like, okay, you can look at them and, you, and your, your BS meter goes off and you're like, ah, it's not really a thing. Um, other instances of it are, are pretty interesting. Um, you know, talking about uh, SoundCloud rapper who, who pretty much did a live stream uh, showing his clone. What was his name? Kid Boo. Kid Boo. Kid Boo. Okay, yeah. I think I think I remember this guy. I think I watched that. Uh, yeah, and he was he was one of the biggest ones to say like uh, he had a he had a model number and he was you know a, a product of Clone Aid. Mm. Um, so he was most outspoken about it. One of the bigger points that was really interesting was a guy named Donald Marshall, and he had said that he had you know, he was a, a former Illuminati member or former Lu- Illuminati insider that uh, turned into some type of whistleblower and he said that these clones are being made in dumbs and mm-hmm. other bases. And I've heard that. But he, but he also said that there are multiple types so it's like a Mark 1, Mark 2 mm-hmm. and one thing that we really got involved in that conversation <clears throat> with was how the Mark 2's can maneuver and act human by themselves and the mark ones are just essentially just replicants like almost like an npc like a person you call mm-hmm. an npc in, in, in real life where you're like is that person even real and it just makes it and then that's actually tied in a little bit i think some of his theory tied into the missing the missing folks that do go missing around these dumbs is that these people go missing but 
you know, what are there are are they brought back in multiple different copies, just dumbed down, or you know, uh, he was he was a very interesting one, just because he got so in depth about mm. the different types of clones that they can make and the capabilities of some of the clones like there's clones that you will never what was it mark four i think was the highest and that yeah. would be someone you would never be able to tell that they were cloned they have personality they have their own they're, they're their own being and the others would be more drone-ish and con- maybe even controlled well it's probably sort of like how like if you have an image that travels through the internet and you just keep saving it and saving it doesn't it like deplete the quality of that image? You would know about that, right, Mike? Wouldn't didn't it like deplete the quality of the image a little bit? I think it or something used like to. That? Yeah. Okay. It's not so much anymore. Yeah. CDs um, too. If you copy CDs. Okay. Yeah. If you copy that yeah. one source CD, <clears throat> if you weren't burning it, if you weren't burning it onto the just the file onto the actual CD in the burner, and you were copying a CD and then copying and that other CD and then the other CD. There was the the rumor that the quality went down. It probably probably did. Do you have you guys tied together like clones with let's say like the orphan trains or the incubator babies or anything like that? Have, that's just m- my crazy mind. No, we um we we had uh we had briefly talked about like like tank, you know the uh the humans grown in pods and stuff like that. Um, it, it links to a lot of different things. It's very, it's very weird. Um, that guy that Dave was just talking about, he also mentioned um, that they were cloning people to kind of fight in these gladiatorial arenas. Okay, that makes sense. For for like the pleasure of very rich elites or mm-hmm. you know high ups. The new Schwabenland. Um, New Schwabenland, (laughs) where they would just—they would just, uh, you know. We will clone nothing and be happy. (laughs) (laughs) But ah, I don't know, you know, and that—that brings up another thing: is if you're talking about like Klaus Schwab, and if you're talking about uh, Agenda 2030, or you know, population control, like what's the whole point of cloning people? to increase the population or what what is the whole purpose of that just to create a slave force you know what's what's the reasoning behind that it's what i think is happening with all this is um so if you look at like society now on the level where you know they got men fighting women and gays fighting straights and blacks against whites and all this shit right well, if this is happening on the surface of civilization, it's happening in the secret societies of civilization as well. It's like, you know, because you, you, you know, it's like in seasons, there's certain currents. Well, I think what's happening now is these fuckers are finally at a point where they can make their evil, diabolical, you know, world conquering schemes potentially come to life, which they've probably been trying to do for thousands of years which have never succeeded or if they came close they had a meltdown like Atlantis or Lumeria or something like that um, and now there's people out there that are high up you know 
potentially Putin and Trump and these other guys. Yeah, they're members of that secret society, but they have different desires. Maybe they don't want to give up their manufacturing. Maybe they don't want to lose their real estate stuff, you know. So it's like they're they're pushing back against the what I believe is like the main satanic cult cabal and there's like an internal struggle and it's just not like super out in the open they're smart enough to know well we can't let these motherfuckers know that we're fighting so we're all kind of keeping like a game face a poker face because if we let these people know we're fighting they'll know there's some you know conspiracy going on because there's a lot of you know npcs and sheeple out there still like convinced that you know this is you know this mystical fairyland that you know there's nothing wrong but at the end of the day, um, with like clones, like these, like, because I've had this thought that like with, um, you know, how like trafficking goes, I've had this thought that they'll like kidnap small children and they'll take them to dumbs and they will essentially do uh, trauma based mind control on these children to create super soldiers and like incredibly uh efficient you know s not superhuman but close to superhuman like n you know unheard of navy seal special ops from from people that were able to withstand um you know massive amounts of mental physical sexual and emotional traumas and we're able to disassociate and now they have multiple personalities and one of their personalities is a super soldier and they could be controlled by means of hypnosis or whatever their handler does to snap them in and out of their their personalities um, but like with clones these people they love AI and they love robotics and they love all this transhumanist shit right it's like a what do they call that? A, a Jabberwocky or a Juggernaut or something like that? Um, that uh, <sighs> so a, a trauma-based mind control child would be organic matter, but these satanic weirdos. They like to violate natural law by any means necessary. So if they could get it by robot or drone or clone or, you know what I mean? They're going to, oh, my God, give it to us. We don't want to use humans. We, you know, we hate God's creation. So we're going to do it with our creation and we're going to play God. Um, I don't know. That's just me spitballing. So who the fuck knows? I hear where you're coming from, but I would have to disagree in the fact that human trafficking is involved in cloning in that matter. And my only backup, my only, I, I, I wouldn't call it proof, but my reasoning would be 23andMe. With well, I think it's it's multiple levels. So I'm not saying it's all. I think what you're saying is true too. Like I think they're fucking with clones or fucking with robots. I think it's just like they're fucking with all different types of levels. And there's so many mob bosses in this game of mafia. They're all doing different shit. Mm. But go go on. Sorry, but I didn't mean to interrupt you. 
I, I don't know if I don't remember if we got into it on our episode about twenty three and me or not. But say hypothetically twenty three and me was created by whatever entity is, you know, building and facilitating these cloning places. A twenty three and me kit is one hundred dollars. So mm-hmm. you're already covering the cost to create clones off of your DNA. If three if times able to make that. Yeah, three times over. Not to mention if if they're not directly created by those people making the clones, right? If twenty three and me isn't owned by those people, they're also being paid by those people. So it's just money hand over fist. And you're just paying to give out your DNA to people what what do you think they do with that stuff they're just throwing away your your spit afterwards i don't know it seems a little bit too good to be true a little suspicious yeah have you guys heard of somebody called conscious x i believe his name is i have not i think wait hold on a second here is that his name conscious x and what he does is he goes over I'll send you guys a link because I think you guys will be fascinated with this uh, but it involves gematria but what is going to fascinate you guys is he like the first one that I watched I, don't, I forget who sent it to me but he says how it's like they're these satanic people they have like um, diagrams for their clones or their 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 you know biological creations and elvis and chloe kardashian are cut from the same cloth and andrew tate and um anton levey are cut from the same cloth um he just goes over a lot of these different people uh It's frickin' Jaden Smith and XXX Tenation and, you know, and then when you, like, you watch these videos and then they, he goes to the Dematria side and you're just like, ties in all these words and numbers and you're just like, okay, this is really weird because when it comes to shit like cloning and CRISPR and, of course, they're using some type of computer, uh, interface to uh, mutate biology in some way or replicate it, right? Um, And so, uh, I don't know, I'll send you guys Birdman and Bill Cosby. It's just the the, the, uh, parallels between these, what they're saying is their, it would be their stencils for each person oh well here's the elvis stencil well let's make a chick oh that'll be chloe kardashian and i don't it was really fucking trippy but i literally just discovered it like a week and a half ago and now we're talking about this that's that's synchronicity synchronicity definitely definitely check that out what's your take on all these news stories of people doing hand signals like you know doing this and doing this um what's, what's your take on that is that um, done on purpose for yeah, like Fran, is that is that done on purpose for just to troll people or are there, uh, are there it's actually a message trying to be conveyed there? 
East Coast. Uh, so, um, but hey, homie, I know about this right here. I'm from the dub. Uh, I don't fuck with cryptids. I'm a blood. Uh, but uh, with the with everything, there's always multiple layers to why they do things. Which, is, like, if you look deeply into the occult, it's Jupiter, Zeus, Kronos. And, and if you look deeply into that religion itself, it's all based off multiple personalities. So we're dealing with a religion that itself is psychotic and um, it, has mo- it specializes in trauma-based mind control and multiple personality disorder. So the religion itself, that's why a lot of times people are like, well, well what? I thought this meant that. This, it all means something, but... You're, you're, we're trying to put if I look at like the elites and politicians the best way I can describe them to people is we're dealing with serial killers super serial killers that's literally what these people are they grew up the same way serial killers did in a bloodbath full of sexual trauma right any serial killer story is a bloodbath full of sexual trauma right mm. our politicians like what sane person wants to drop bombs all over the Middle East or, you know, spray pesticides all over our food or, you know, they're multi-billionaire, but they want to control digital currencies so that we can all starve and eat fucking worms and maggots in the future. Like, so you got to be somebody who grew up in a sick, you know, and I, and I did a lot of gardening and farming in Hawaii. So, I watched if you plant seeds certain way and they have a bad start, it usually fucks the harvest up for that plant, right? So, and I think, you know, humans will, will we need the, the minerals and stuff from the earth for us to grow properly. So, I u- that's why I say I, I believe in natural law a lot. With the hand signals, it's, again, it's a multi-tier thing. It's, it's satanic virtue signaling. So they're virtual signaling to each other. They're letting you know. They're letting each other know. It may have to do. Uh, there may be a code. You know, maybe maybe somebody does this, and then this, and, and then the the hidden hand. You know, where it covers their hand, or, or maybe they do the hidden hand first, and and then this, and it all means something different. I I don't know. I'm not. I know that each one means something different, but who knows what the sequence is or. If you see LeBron doing it, he'll do this and he'll do this and all this stuff. Um, they're letting you know that they're part of the club, but they may be giving a message to each other. It's like um, how like uh, we're finding out a lot of these ads for these companies are messages. You know, the dates that they're dropping them on. The, you know, that maybe this coffee cup is sitting on a book that has to do with, you know, selling a pizza. Or so, you, you know what I mean? Like, but there, 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 there's a code in these th- these things. Um, I also think too, um, what it is 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 it's a multi-tier system. It is a it's it's the 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 world's most uh, in-depth pyramid scheme. So, imagine if you were trying to run the world. If you were the Rothschilds, or you know the the Bolsheviks or the royal family or the Bushes or whatever. And these are just the people that we know about. So let's think about the people that we don't know about, right? 
uh, the people that promote these people to the front as the fall guys for their bullshit. If you were trying to run the world, would you want, you know, would you make Lady Gaga and Tom Hanks and a bunch of Hollywood narcissists, you know, a member of your secret society? Or would you develop a peasant secret society for these idiots to think that they're part of something? Because that's kind of what I think it is. And these morons think they're involved in some grand scheme. They are involved. We are all, you know, cogs in this machine in one way or another. But these guys think they're more important than they really are because they fit the, you know, the profile of sociopath and narcissist. They want to be worshipped. Oh, my God, my music's so great. I can play basketball. Oh, I'm so amazing, right? So they have these um, th these psychological issues of narcissism and but really I, I think they're just low level you know virtue signalers throwing up these symbols to each other but they're not connected to this because I think what'll happen is is and I think these guys know it too is um, you know I went to school with Brittany Murphy uh, I didn't know her. I met her a couple times in high school. And uh, her death was really bizarre. Her last movie was her dead in a bathtub. Well, she died in a bathtub. Whitney Houston died in a bathtub. Her daughter almost died a night before. Um, I think these people know they're expendable. I think, like, you can see videos of, like, Lady Gaga or Rihanna going to, like, you know, visit diplomats for a week at a time in different countries because these guys are like, you know, the little snow bunny, you know, fuck bunnies for the cult. So, you know, if, if you know, Rihanna can make a million dollars in two weeks or a month on a tour, she might be getting a million dollars for a week, you know, banging the prime minister of y Ukraine or some shit. I, I don't know. I think they're like a lot of these celebrity chicks are like, they're, like how they have these little catalogs now that we're finding out about the model and fashion industry. I think the celebrities are just high, you know, famous prostitutes as well. And that goes for the men actors and the female actors. Um, but to answer your question, I don't know, but I just think there's just, mo it's just, it's multiple meanings. But I don't think that these guys are, um, they're the f they're like uh, higher than you know police and military, but not by much. They just live a better life and they have a little more power and. It just seems to have been propping up more recently, and I don't know if that's just because the conspiratorial world likes to focus in on certain things that they might see and might not have noticed before. But I've never noticed anything like that in, unless like more recent recent times so, i was thinking when you said prostitutes can you imagine being like you have to go fuck schwab Ugh. yeah God, yeah like dude from pan's labyrinth okay, i I, th I literally believe that justin trudeau is one of klaus schwab's fuck toys i believe that 100 percent right Castro's son get over here yeah, boy no well 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 <laughs> you, like if you know like like okay so you got fidel castro's son then you got angela merkel which is the daughter of adolf hitler you got Vladimir Zelensky, who's the son of fucking uh, George Soros, uh, Barbara Bush, who's the daughter of Aleister Crowley, uh, Chester, who's the son of uh, with the Clinton's uh, lawyer, the Podesta, John Podesta. So, so now we're seeing this 
this inner circle of swap-offs. It's just this full-blown, satanic, fuck orgy globally, right? And we were just talking about a minute ago about how they're swapping these musicians and actresses off to diplomats all over the world. That's what's happening. And um, as far as, like, the way that it's happening now is um, Gary the Numbers Guy had said uh, on a, po a podcast about numerology that 2020 represents clear vision. So I always roll with a lot of things that I hear, and I was like, okay, well, 2020 means clear vision. Oh, shit. We're going to see something on a global level. Th that's what was the way I interpret it, and I can interpret dreams and other random things too. Um and so I was like, okay, so 2020, we're going to see something on a global level. I didn't know what it was. And then lo and behold, we have a fucking global pandemic. And then after that, I did a podcast, which was right after uh, the pandemic. I was like, oh, shit, that's right. I did a, my seventh podcast was on numerology. It's, it's a half an hour long. If you listen to it, I packed it full of information. I, I tell anybody, if you just want a quick thing on numerology, listen to that one. It's a half an hour. I pack it full of shit. 2020 is actually 22. It's the master builder number. That's why Agenda 2030, this whole decade is a 22 decade. And 2020 is 22. It's the master builder number. It's They're trying to rebuild civilization. I told everybody, if you think 2020 is crazy, wait till 2021. 2021 is 5. 2 plus 2 it plus 1 is 5. 5 is a number of motion, chaos, craziness, change. Well, that's when the vaccines came out. That's when all this other bullshit happened. I told everybody, 2022 has to do with families and communities. Six looks like a pregnant woman. It's it's family. Well, what did they do? They started trying to transgender your children. They started pushing drag queen story hour. They started doing all this crazy shit trying to destroy the family. Well, I told everybody, 2023 is 7. 2 plus 2 plus 3 is 7. That's a spiritual number. Well, knowing how this occult works, they work in inversion. They want everything flipped upside down on its, on its head. That's why men are women and women are men. And, you know, education is really to dumb you down and the, the, the hospital is really to make you sick because it's an inversion tactic. So this seven year is going to be... A spiritual year so now you're gonna start seeing for the occult they're gonna really push Satanism and the dark arts really hard now if you look at this Grammy that just happened that's the most satanic Grammys I've ever seen dude like, and I pay, been paying attention <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, I'm saying. So, so they're gonna start pushing this weird shit really hard this year because seven is God's number seven days in a week seven colors in the rainbow seven music notes seven sacred metals seven planets uh, seven is is god's number and that's my rant for the day <laughs> well if you guys have anything you want to finish off or, or or say or anything like like do you have a statement yeah, i do not have a statement no statement oh, well let no these statement from me let these folks know where they can find you guys. Sure, sure. Uh, you can find us at hushhushsociety.com. It's very easy. Uh, we also have all of our podcasts pretty much anywhere that you can get a podcast, Spotify, Apple, the usual places. Uh, we have a Rockfin channel where you can get the video portion of our show. So, um, But yeah, if you have any issues finding us, just search Google, DuckDuckGo, whatever. 
uh, Hush Hush Society. We're the only ones out there. And I'll have one of you guys like text me the link to everything else you want me to throw in the uh, the comment section for this podcast so people can find you. This was an epic fucking podcast. Yes, sir. It's something that I don't dive down. I ha- or haven't dived down. And I just was blown away by the shit you guys are talking about. Some banger topics in there. Yeah. yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. much appreciated. Thanks yeah. for taking the time. I know you're traveling the world right now. so <laughs> I'm just traveling the country. Yeah. That if I wind up in your guys' area, I'd love to do something in person, too. You know? Yeah, man. We'll, uh, we'll get together with NY also. Yeah, it's not too far away. That'd be fire. That'd be cool. Well, be our our like I told him. I was like, I was like, uh, you know, I don't do it all the time, but I have some mushrooms. I was like, me and you (laughs) should meet up in Washington D.C., eat mushrooms, and we'll film all the architecture all over the city. (laughs) And we'll then I'll make a video of it because I do video editing and shit like that on on iMovie. But you can do a lot of shit with iMovie, and uh, we weren't able to make it happen, but. Uh, that would have been. Let's, let's reschedule that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, mu- <laughs> on mushrooms in DC, right? We'll be there. That's what I'm saying. There. Like, how fun would that be? Well, I'm gonna be heading back to uh, the south here. Over the next two months, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if I'm going back to tattooing or if I'm gonna start working for the motion picture industry. I haven't decided yet, but um, I'm gonna be in the south, and I love to travel, so I would love to meet up with you guys in Connecticut. I've never been there, and I know the East Coast has a lot of um, pilgrim history, or you know, mm-hmm. like uh, the founding New fathers' New history. Yeah, New Kate, New Haven, Connecticut. Yeah, you would like United. Yale, Jim Yale. Morrison. Yes. Yep. Yale. We uh we did a show with uh, Mark from. My family thinks I'm crazy. How is um, that? And he, uh, awesome. he, he had deep knowledge of uh, Yale and uh, the Skull and Bones, and yeah, he's he was very knowledgeable about that. And he's he's also in Connecticut, so behind yeah. every world catastrophe is an Ivy League graduate. Mm. There you go. Can you imagine tripping balls on January 6th? You guys are in Washington, and you're just like, all of a sudden you just see hordes of people running by you. you see, people wearing Buffalo, Buffalo Man. Going yeah. Buffalo well, I'll make sh- I'll make sure that we don't set up a a, a mushroom trip in D.C. on an el- on, on the 11th yeah, or the 22nd. Not, let's yeah. not do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> we'll do it on like an eight or something or a nine. There you go. Or maybe not a nine. We'll do an eight. Maybe we'll do it on a seven, on the seventh or the seventeenth or something. Sounds good. <laughs> right on, gentlemen. Thanks again, man. Hey, thank appreciate you guys. It. I really appreciate it.